Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, in which I have a guy with a pretty Dutch name today, Ray Van Hilst. Um, he is located in on the East Coast in the US, uh, but uh, I would like to welcome you very much, Ray, and explain explain that last name to me because uh, people would like to know where that came from. <laughs> Thank you, Elias. So so nice to be here. Um, yeah. So my last name is Van Hilst. My father is Dutch. He is from The Hague in the Netherlands, and. Uh, but moved here after he married my mom and uh so has been living here in the united states ever since and uh so yeah we are the the american van hills and there's only a few of us here because it's a pretty dutch name and a very rare american name i will i will put it in the show notes and people will google for you but i'm sure they will only find a couple of pages for for just ray van hills because there's only one ray van hills in the u.s just just a couple pages. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty S- search engine optimized name. Um, and as I like to remind my kids, their names are pretty search engine optimized too. So don't screw up online because I'll know if you did it. <laughs> cool. So uh, you're uh, currently the director of client results at uh, Yoko Co. Um, could you explain what, what you guys do over at Yoko? Yeah, we are a web design and development firm that works with organizations that are motivated with a purpose beyond profit, as we like to say. So we mm-hmm. work with organizations which include nonprofits, association, and healthcare, but uh, but also technology and services companies. But the main way you get to be one of our clients is that you're doing some good in the world. How is your work? And what you do make a positive impact on our world and our society. And uh, that's the kind of work we work, we do. Uh, we help our clients design and build websites and maximize their web experience. Uh, in today's world, particularly with COVID, your website is the first and probably only interaction someone will have with your organization. So we want to make sure that it is helping you meet your goals and is the biggest lever for success in your organization. Cool. So that purpose beyond profit approach, do good better, is on your website very prominently. Um, where what's where did that come from? That's not something you came up with as a marketing message, I figure. So what what's the story behind that? Yeah. So the back before I joined the firm, Chris and the team were looking around at the roster of clients, and as a young firm, we we. By the way, we just celebrated our 12th birthday as a firm, so we are officially tweens now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when you're starting off a firm like ours, you take on just basically any work you can get to get revenue and, and clients in the door. And they reached a point where they were looking around and said, you know, what kind of clients do we really like working with? And what clients make us excited? And they realized that the clients that uh, Chris and the team realized that the clients that they were the most excited by were the ones that were making a positive impact on society. And that quite frankly are heroic. We actually map our work, uh, this is a little nerdy, but we map our work and our engagements with our clients to the hero's journey by um, Joseph Campbell, which I Mm -hmm. read in college. But uh, so that gave us a reason to be. And actually at that point, they fired a bunch of clients and said what clients we want to work with. And now that's what we do. And it's really fun. Like we say all the time, we don't save the world, but our clients do. 
And our clients are doing awesome work. We've got work that we're doing with the uh, World, World Wildlife Fund, uh, Oceanic Society, but also tech, uh, there's a technology company called Kajit that's basically outfitting school buses with Wi-Fi and going into mm-hmm. the city. So school kids that are trying to do remote school from home, like they've got access to technology. Um, and yeah, so that that's what we look for. And it gives us all, we are a distributed team. We're all work remote. It makes everyone on our team passionate about the work and the mission that we do. Great, great. Must be great working for a company that that has that philosophy and also embedded that in a daily, let's say, doing and, and daily uh, workflow. Cool. So great to hear that. So let's talk about web design. Um, even you know, in in if if you're doing this for um, uh, a good causes or. Um, if you if you're doing this for NGOs or whatsoever, um, it's still, in my opinion, pretty hard as a customer or if you're a marketer that wants a website to be built for you to find the right web designer. I'd like to to talk about that a little more in this episode. Yeah, sounds uh, great. Yeah, so um, let's say I I. I'm the marketer or in a marketing team at an NGO, um, and we all have agreed that we need a new website. Um, and the, the firm that we have worked with, um, have, we've worked with probably for years, so we're up for something new potentially, so we're gonna kind of find a new firm. So how do we, so what, what would be criteria to look for if you're looking for a new web design firm or a web designer? What what what, what criteria, criteria should we look for? So I, I I think there are a few things that go into looking for a firm and things that we look for as a good fit uh, that we bring to the table. So I can I can speak to it from that. And I've also like hired sure. firms myself. Um, the first thing is, does the firm see your vision and get you? Like, do they understand what you're doing, how you're trying to do it? Do they understand what your metrics of success are? And does that firm bind that vision? Or are you looking for someone to help you build that vision? You know, that that's the other thing that comes along. So there, there's that connection of that vision of where you're going. I mentioned the hero's journey. Um, and I, this is a really important thing to, to think about. Um, so I'll, I'll go through the hero's journey real quick because it ties into this vision piece for listeners that aren't familiar with it. Um, Joseph Campbell in the book mapped out the journey that all heroes go on. I'll use Star Wars as an example. And, and, and this maps to Harry Potter, the Odyssey, Spider-Man, sure. et cetera, of the I, 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 could, I could be a superhero. I don't know if I want to be a superhero. I meet a mentor. The mentor shows me the way. I build up these new skills. I save the day. And then I transform because of it. So in many ways, our clients are under, come to us understanding that something has to change. There's this opportunity for us to be better. There's this opportunity for us to improve. And But I'm, I'm scared and I don't know what to do. And that's where we come in as that mentor of basically partnering with our clients and saying, hey, this, this is where you can go. And so sometimes when you're looking for a firm, you're looking for that guidance. So is this someone that sees what you the potential in your organization that can pull it out and guide you that way? Or if you have that vision already defined, someone says, oh, yeah, I'm totally in. So they get that. Um, the next piece that comes out of that is then the execution. Because 
we've seen it before of like get brilliant designs from a designer and they can't be executed on or the architect designs a brilliant building and the, the contractors are like this can't be built so does that firm have the ability to execute on that vision um and it's not just in the short term it's also in the long term i mean a website is your is your most important asset so does this firm that you're talking to do they do they have the skills to build it do they have the bills to skills to sustain it do they have the ability to do the right things for you um and having that execution becomes really important and then i think the third piece of it is to look for in a firm is how are they going to measure results and how are they going to measure success? Uh, one of the things we do is we, in our kickoff meetings, we say, let's talk about what success looks like. What are the metrics that we are going to use to define success? Is it simply more traffic or is it more leads, more donations? Is it a change in perception that can be measured in another way? Um, and your firm should be asking you these questions. Because at the end of the day, as a conversion tool, I mean, you do conversion optimization, like your website has to convert and help you move the needle in your business. Mm-hmm. So I think those are the three those are the three key pieces to look for in, in, in a firm as you go through that. Okay, so um, the, 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 the main thing there that you point out is that the firm needs to get what you're doing, needs to share that, that vision. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you short shortlist the right the right uh, companies then? Because um, it's not something they would probably share on their website. It's not. It, do do you ask references or how do you come to to a shortlist of companies then? Yeah, I, well, I think the good the good thing is there, there's you know a lot of firms like ours are we are differentiating ourselves and saying this is what we do well and this is what we specialize in. Um, like for example, with within healthcare, I mean, so we we one of the areas we work in is healthcare, but mm-hmm. there are firms that do exclusively healthcare, and we have said, you know, we've had clients come to prospects come to us, and we look at what they're looking for, and we're like, you know what, we're not the best fit, but this other firm that exclusively does healthcare, they might be a good fit for you, uh, and we point them in that direction. If you're looking for someone, if you're like a B two B SaaS company, which which we do that. Um, but maybe of where you are in your market phase, whatever, um, you know, we can, we will, will help, help direct. So companies, web firms are specializing in their messaging of what it is they're looking for. And mm-hmm. that's a really good thing to take a look at. But then once it comes down to doing the work done, you, you mentioned references. Yeah. Ch- check your, check your web firms references, see what that relationship was like. Understand was it just purely a transactional business? Did the firm in the execution phase did they nickel and dime you, or did they say, "Yep, we've got this. We're going to take care of you. We 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 take this seriously." Mm-hmm. Um, I we've definitely had clients come to us from another firm, and they were like, "Oh my gosh!" Every time we picked up the phone or asked a question, like we got an invoice, or if we had a scope edition or just like even adding something simple, they were like, yes, you need to do, do a project change notice and add this on. Um, we, on the other hand, like we price our budgets because we know those things are going to come up so we can squeeze, we can work them in. That makes for a much more pleasant working relationship with a firm. Absolutely. So at, ask what, ask what that's like at, when you 
talk to people's references, ask about the quality of the work, ask about the quality of the people. What was that relationship like? Um, at the end of the day, when you're working on a project with a firm, you're going to develop really close personal relationships with that team at the vendor. Make sure you like them. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, sounds kind of weird because, you know, it, this work is all this work is ultimately built on a on a layer of trust. So you have to trust each other that you're both looking out for the best interests of the project and the client and the work. And that's that's some great advice there, Ray. Especially that personal touch. You know, you have to work together with your agency to have a website built that you that you like. And mm -hmm. it's not just um, some it's like selecting a vendor, pay pay for the advice, pay for the the services, and and done. It's it's something you have to co-create. I think so. You need to like those people. That's that's a great point there. Yeah. Um, another thing that I think is very important when you're selecting a uh, a, a web design agency, a web design firm, is the background they have. So where do they come from? Because in my opinion, there's like two tastes, so to say, of uh, web design firms. Some come from a design and branding background. Mm -hmm. Other ones also tend to lean towards online and digital marketing. So they involve SEO services, maybe some marketing automation, some conversion tracking, some conversion software solutions, et cetera. What, is that important? And, and if so, why is it important? So I think the yes is, it is important. And actually a good firm is going to have at some level that full suite of services, either offered directly or with a trusted partner. Um, so I think the, you know, let, let's start off with the branding piece because that, that's actually my background. I come, mm -hmm. I, I'm a marketing director. I'm a marketing communications director with a background in branding that just happens mm -hmm. to work in a web design firm. Um, I, at one point, actually, I was a brand manager for a Disney licensee. If you've seen Disney on ice, you've seen my work. That's what I used to do. Nice. Um, so I come into our work with our clients with that branding vision. I just happen to understand technology. Whereas you have other firm, other people that will come in, they're like purely of like, we're technologists and they learn that piece. I think it's it's kind of like, it, 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 I'll, I'll finish this analogy. It's kind of like a golf golf bag. Like you don't go golfing with only one club. You take the full bag of clubs with you and you have different clubs for different parts of the game. Your firm should have those different pieces as well. There's the the firm you're talking to. There should be someone that understands like the branding and the marketing vision. Someone that the, a design and creative expert. Uh, there's the technical piece because ultimately we are building a technical component, and then the rest of those pieces. You mentioned SEO and conversion optimization. Those have to be baked in at some level within within the firm you're talking to. So the firm should be looking at what are your conversion points? What does that look like for you? Um, you know, what SEO are you going through? Because at the end of the day, SEO is about the content. So are they even asking those questions? I think the kiss of death is if your firm is just giving you pretty pictures and pretty mock-ups with no thought behind it, that that's a total red flag. Um, because they haven't thought through how this is going to scale and how this is going to work for you for the long haul. Absolutely. And that's, uh, and I still see a lot of uh, 
web design agencies that still think that way and they're like uh, they're they're designing something they they really love um it's it's all about the design and it's mm-hmm. not about the metrics so I, I would say a good good design web design firm cares about the results as well right so what is oh, it that absolutely. you want to want to achieve when people visit the website when people visit your web shop you know you know what is it that you want them to do what is mm-hmm. it that you want to uh want to what, what what do you basically as a as a brand want to achieve when people come to that website and when you're when you're uh, in your business when you're talking to ngos or um, maybe nonprofits or healthcare organizations they don't they don't typically sell stuff online right but it's they still would like people to to perform something on their website exactly i, I say this all the time to clients and i'm going to use the air quotes read my resources in air quotes is not mm-hmm. an action like sign up for a newsletter donate fill out a letter to a, a representative or something like that or share this even even sharing something online like those are actions that help move the needle on what it is you're trying to do um, and that that's incredibly power that powerful that's the point where your website becomes that lever for success and that's where it becomes the biggest tool that can help you achieve your goals Great, great advice there, right? The the final question that I would like you like to ask you in this podcast, because there's tons of things that I could <laughs> ask you, but I'll probably invite you over for for some interview next next time. But um, the the last thing that I think people also would like to have some some of your vision on um, is on how much they should spend on their website. Maybe maybe that's a little too direct. Uh, oh. how, how much should they budget for? Well, how do that's, you even budget for a website? Yeah, that, that, that's a, that's a really great question. And I think a lot of people, because they've been, they've, they've gone out on a Fiverr or something like that and find people like, oh yeah, we're going to build your website or we're, or we're going to do it, um, you know, really cheap. Um, you need to think about the long-term investment because if as a friend of mine says, you're going to spend the money either way. You're going to spend it either upfront to be done right, or you're going to be spend it over the long haul of the life of your website to be fixed the stuff that was done wrong in the first place. So, um, I'll tell you, like our pro- our projects start at about twenty five thirty thousand dollars, but that includes you know the strategy. We do most of our work in WordPress. Um, it's and you know includes some upfront strategy, some basic discovery, um, going through and doing that design concepts, and then we have projects that range up to two hundred thousand um, dollars. The really the factor of what happens within there is uh, how much a how much discovery and strategy do you need to do? So for example, um, can we sit down and have an hour long conversation about your users and understand what they need to do or do we need to do eight to 10 individual user inter, inter, user interviews and put together the strategy and so on and so forth? For your sitemap and your information architecture, do you have five pages? Or like we're working on a project right now that's going to, when it's done, it's going to be 15,000 pages. That's a matter of scale. Um, and then ultimately, like how, how many design templates do you need? How is it built? So on and so forth. How much content? ultimately gets deployed into the site, goes into it. These are, these are all factors that you take a look at. Um, I would say the most important thing also then once you're done with the initial website 
is don't just build it and think you're good for three to four years and you don't need to touch it again. Um, once you're done, allocate a portion of your budget for continuous updates and continuous improvements, uh, either be it new content, new features, uh, or a new up, an update to the skin. Like if it's, if it's done right, you should be able to make easy updates within the site, like changing out some colors and things like that. Um, so that, that's, that's part of that. Uh, I would say, you know, when you're talking to a firm um, and you say, oh yeah, these are the things I want, be upfront about your budget. Like let the firm know, like, you know what? I only have $35,000 or what, you know, our budget's $70,000 and here's what we want to do. A good firm is not, if they come back, if you say our budget's $44,500 and they come in at $44,499, that's the wrong firm firm for you. (laughs) Okay. Um, I, I tell clients all the time, you know, I, I work with clients on, they're like, you know, I need to ask my board for money. How much should I budget for? I look at the project. I say, I think we're going to spend X, but I would budget for a little over in case something comes up and then put some money on your side. And then hopefully we're going to come in under, but I'd rather you ask for more than you need than go back and ask for money later on. Um, and a good firm is going is going to help you do that. It's going to help you figure out based on what you need, this is how much you should spend. But start off by being honest about your budget with, with them. Um, that, that, that makes a big difference. And, and you can tell a lot about the firm based on how they respond to that. Great, great. So that's, that's, that's uh, some great insights you shared there, Ray. So what I'll do is um, in the show notes, I'll uh, put in a link to your website, YokoCo. Um, and I will also include a link to your LinkedIn profile. So people that would like to connect to you will know where to find you. Put in a little note that you've heard about Ray on the podcast and uh, well, you, I'll leave it up to you to uh, connect with uh, with the listeners, Ray. Thank you very much for being on the Marketing Technology Podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, If you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.